0: This is a podcast interview with Wheel of Fortune winner Joy Hearn. Are you listening? So this is a podcast interview with Wheel of Fortune winner Joy Hearn. Her story is so fascinating for a number of reasons. She won $50,000 and a number of prizes from a popular game show in the United States, Wheel of Fortune. In this interview, she discusses what it was like to be on the show, to be in the spotlight, the pressures involved, and she actually had some very serendipitous things happen to her prior to getting selected to be on the show, including a vision with very specific details about the show that came to fruition. It's a fascinating, fascinating interview, and I am so excited to share it with you. Without further ado, let's get to it now. Here is my podcast interview with Wheel of Fortune winner Joy Hearn. So I'm here with Joy Hearn, who won $50,000 from the Wheel of Fortune in 2015, but her story is really, really fantastic for a number of reasons. But Joy, how are you today?
1: I am great. It was actually over 50,000. So in total it was 56,000 just putting it out there. With everything combined with the prizes, it was I think like 63,250. But the cash winning, yeah.
0: <laughs> wow. Well, nothing wrong with with more, with a higher <laughs> prize. <laughs> That's incredible. Well, congratulations. Yeah. And that wasn't too long ago, 2015, but I have so many questions about what it was like to be on Wheel of Fortune. And the backstory of this win is very, very interesting as well. We want to get that to that in a minute. But how did this happen? How did you win these prizes?
1: It's it's really, I still get chills when I talk about it. Um, it, it was just a regular day. Um, my husband and I, we have a routine when we come home. Um, our decompressing is to turn on the TV and watch game shows. So we've been married, um, next year will be 20 years. Um, so we just had, that's our thing. That's our bonding. We sit in front of the TV and see, and we kind of compete with each other to see who can answer stuff the quickest. Um, so that night it was Wheel of fortune and I was sitting on the couch and I think they were like in the toss up round. And I just looked at him and I said, I just saw myself standing in the blue section. He, he he's like, what, what does that even mean? I was like, I don't know. I was like, I just saw myself. Um, on TV, standing in the blue section. I said, I think I'm supposed to go apply. Right. And so he goes, okay. He'd been encouraging me for about, I want to say four years prior to apply. And I always found a reason why I couldn't, I talked myself out of it. Um, I would say like, no, I don't have like the look, whatever that meant. I I always found a way not to do it, but that day it was, it just gripped me and I couldn't, I didn't understand what I was feeling. (laughs) So I said, I'm going to go make a video. And I think I did it in like 60 seconds. Hmm. Um, I went to YouTube because at the time you had to submit a a link through YouTube and apply. Um, And so I submitted my video and I came back and I said, well, that'll be nice. If that happens, it'd be really cool. And he said, yeah. And I kind of just left it there. And then we came back the next night and I said, well, if I'm going to be on the show, I should probably practice. and and pretend I'm spinning the wheel. So I would stand in front of the TV and extend my arm and spin the wheel and practice yelling out uh, letters, practice categories. And it seemed really silly because he would laugh at me. Three to four weeks after that, I was sitting at work um, and there was a power outage in my building. And so I was like, oh, I'm gonna wait until they turn the power back on. And I looked at my phone and there was this email that I thought was a spam email. And I was like, oh, this is the Wheel of Fortune email. I was like, oh, well, maybe they're telling me about a special show that's coming on um, within the week that I I wanna tune into and watch, right? And the email said, we want you. And I was like, what does that mean? (laughs) And um, I I continued to read and there was this invitation to an audition and I freaked out. And I, I said, whoa, and I called my husband. I was like, hey, I got an email to come down to Culver City, California and audition for the show. And he's like, really? He's like, so you're going to go, right? And I was like, I don't know. Um, And he was like, are you kidding me? Go. And so I said, okay. Um, So there was a horrible train accident that day. Um, There was a commuter train that derailed and all these people died. And um, it affected my route to come down to the audition. Um, So I got up, Usually um, where we live, it takes about maybe an hour to get down to um, Los Angeles area, Culver City. Um, So I got up and I told myself, I said, well, it's 7.30, I'm supposed to be there at 10. I'm going to leave at 7.45 to give myself just enough time just in case anything happens. So I'm cruising and then lo and behold, we come to a standstill and my navigation tells me that I'm not going to get there until 11 (laughs) o'clock. And so... I called my husband and I cried. And I said, this just isn't for me. There's, there's a train accident. I'm looking at the news on my phone. There's all this stuff going around. I was like, you know what? The next exit, I'm just going to come home because I'm going to be so late. It's not even going to be worth it. And he tells me, he was like, you know what? I'm not trying to tell you what to do. I'm not trying to tell you to break the law, but you need to get there. You need to find a way to get there. And so He's like, you've wanted this for so long. He was like, you know, you you had this vision and you went and applied, you should really go for it. And so I sat there and I I, I hung up the phone with him and I sat there and I was like, well, what should I do? So I got in the carpool lane and floored it and got off at my exit. And I had one minute remaining to walk in the door and I was running and there was this guy, it, it was at a hotel. Um, and there was this guy, and he just kind of went like that. And he signaled me, like, hurry, hurry, they're gonna close the door. You know, without me telling him he knew what I was there for. And so they were actually getting ready to close the door. And a lady says, Oh, there's one more person, come on in. And I was like, Oh, well, now I'm gonna be the standout person who was late. They're really not gonna choose me, right? <laughs> so um, she closed the door and she's like, Hi, she's like, We're so glad you made it. And I'm like, this lady's being really, really nice um, for someone who was supposed to be here and I'm late. So I said, whatever, and I, I just went with it. Actually, before we went through the audition, they told us that people in California don't have priority um, for the game show. They get so many applicants um, from all throughout the 50 states that usually people in California are standby ac- uh, applicants. So if, for instance, you don't make it there's somebody here they can pull from to be on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I said, okay. So I was like excited at the fact that I might be a standby. And then they said something else. They said, well, usually it takes about two years from when you apply. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay. <laughs> I said, well, I'm going to be on in two years. This is what I'm telling myself. And I went through the motions. They, they did a game. We did you know mock games and um, bonus rounds and things like that. And so um, what actually happened is they sent a group of people home and they said, okay, thank you for coming. And they had myself and this other group stay and we continued to play. Um, and so I, we took a break and I texted my husband. And I was like, hey, I'm still here. And he's like, what does that mean? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> but they sent a group of people home and I'm still here. And I was like, I'm gonna be on the show in two years. And he goes, okay. He's like, you're really excited. I was like, yeah, I'm just like so happy to be here. And we come back in from the break and uh, there's three individuals. And so they're, they're explaining the process, like, hey, you're gonna get a letter within the next few weeks telling you um, within this time frame, within the next two years when you're gonna be on the show. And so I was like, cool. And so they walked outside for, it it seemed like forever. And it must've been like maybe three to five minutes. And they came back in and one lady said, well, we just received word that we need an actual contestant to be on the show in two days. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, oh, I was like, that's nice. And I I honestly don't remember everything she said, but there were these people crowding around me. And they said, you did it. And I was like, what did I do? <laughs> and so they were like, your name is Joy, right? And I'm like, yeah. They're like, they called your name. You're going to be on the show in two days. And I was like, nah. And so they they walked up, the the one of the producers walked up, and she gave me a package. She said, congratulations. She was like, this is the location that you're going to report to. And my, my whole world froze. And it was kind of like, oh, OK. I just did that. Um, <laughs> so, wow. I, yeah, I, I I didn't know what to do. And then um, I got really scared. And I was like, oh, my God, two days, I don't have time to, to prepare. I'm going to bomb this. <laughs> and so I, I just that that whole um, negative talk and self-doubt just came back right away. And I remember I called my husband and he said, well, how'd it go? I said, well, I was like, I gotta go to Culver City in two days. And he said, for what? And I started screaming. I was like, they picked me, I'm gonna be on the show. And he goes, okay. Uh, and so fast forward to the two days that came and we got to walk around the studio and you know, meet Vanna White and see the set and everything. And they said, okay, well, this is where you're gonna be standing, Joy. You're gonna be in the blue section. And I was like, I was like, excuse me. (laughs) And they were like, yeah, you're going to be here. And then your other two players are going to be here. And I was like, oh, no.
0: Rewind a minute. So when you first when we first started this conversation, you mentioned that you were visualizing yourself in the blue section when when you were watching with your husband. Yeah. And then you ended up there. Was was that surreal? I mean, (laughs) Um, what did that feel like?
1: Almost an out of body experience (laughs) because I I kept asking. I was like, I'm standing right here, like right here in the blue. And they're like, Yeah, you're right here in the blue. And I was, I kind of stopped and I paused and just kind of blanked out. Like, I'm actually here and this is really happening.
0: We have a lot of viewers from the United States, but we also have a lot of viewers from all over the world. So people that might not be familiar with, with this game wheel of fortune, which is a popular game show on television in the United States and perhaps other countries. But for anyone that's not familiar with this, you know, what, how how does the game work?
1: So um, basically there's different rounds of the game. So you have your toss up round where they have a board and letters are revealed individually and you're timed onto how quickly you can solve whatever the phrase is uh, for that puzzle. The first one there was this guy, he was just amazing. And he chimed in right away and he he solved it. And I was like, oh, I bit off more than I could chew. I really don't think I should be here. And um, the second round came up. So there's three uh, toss ups. So the second toss up came up and the guy starts clicking in again. And I'm like, oh no, he's really good. <laughs> um, so, but he got it wrong. And so I told myself, relax, and this is happening in all of a matter of like 10 to 15 seconds in my head. Relax, you can do this. And I buzzed in and I got it. And so second one, uh, I, I'd won the second one. And I remember telling myself, you know what, just chill out, um, you, whatever you did, you deserve to be here, just have fun and just relax and just go with it. After the second toss up, you play the the main game. So we started doing the main game. And I remember breathing and telling myself in my head, don't freak out, have fun, just spin the wheel. Um, you spin the wheel and you you land on different amounts and you call out the letters, just, just have fun, do what you've been doing for the last 20 years and it's going to be okay. So you're, tr- you're said,
0: trying to solve the word puzzle.
1: You're starting trying to solve the word puzzle. So Um, And they're in different categories like phrases, places, what are you doing? Things like that. And um, I remember spinning and in my head, telling myself, breathe, It's, it's okay. Just breathe. And the more I did that, the more I started to call out the correct letters, the more I started to take the advantage of the rounds and I started winning each round. Um <laughs> and it was to the point, um I think by the second round that we had with the phrases, um there was no way anybody could catch me, so when wow. that happened, I think i was I had already won like close to by that time um twenty something thousand, and I remember taking a break, you leave the set and they patch up your makeup and everything to come back to the next round. And I remember staring and looking at the board and looking back at the blue section, then looking back at the board, like, oh my God, I really did this. Um, But I'll I'll tell you something else that was, um, that almost made me faint Mm. Um, on the set. When my husband and I got married, we were so broke and we'd always wanted to go to St. Thomas. Mm. And so just over the years, I'd be like, you know, we'd really love to go take a vacation to St. Thomas. So there is a, um, a round on Wheel of Fortune where you win a trip. Hmm. And uh, during that round, I won a trip to St. Thomas.
0: Wow. Congratulations.
1: Yeah. So, and, and I think when that happened, I was like, oh my God, I don't understand what's happening, but this is happening. <laughs> um, and, and I, I relaxed and calmed myself and said, you know what, this, you did this, you, you, you thought it, you, you had the audacity to follow through with it and visualize and see yourself doing it. And yes, this is really happening. You're really doing this. Um, So after that, we came back and we had more, more rounds. I'm spinning the wheel, spinning the wheel. And they have a, a category called the same letter where basically if you uh, land on the same letter, you get a bonus. Uh, I I believe it was like a thousand dollar bonus in addition to the prize. Um, But one of the wedges that I spun was a $3,500 wedge. And so same letter category is like one of my favorite ones ever because there's something about when I'm watching people on TV and they do it and they uncover it and like this euphoria that comes over them. And I always said, I want that to happen to me too. Well, um, that happened to me. (laughs) I, I spun, I I landed on a $3,500 wedge and I looked at the board and I was like, uh, that same letter is a P. Right. So I saw this pattern going on and I called out the P and all these P's lit up. The, the puzzle was perplexing puzzle pieces. And I couldn't even calculate like how much I'd won by then, (laughs) but that was another like, oh my God, I just did that too. Um, Yeah. And so that was the catalyst that took me over to where nobody could catch me. And so that's when I I was just like, oh my God, I won. And then we got to the bonus round and I won like an additional 30, 32,000.
0: How did that happen in the bonus round?
1: So the bonus round, there's a smaller wheel, not nearly as large as it's probably like the size of a round dining room table. Um, And it has handles where you can spin it. And there's all these different dollar amounts, but you don't know what the dollar amounts are because there's uh, letters covering each amount. So it's kind of like a surprise what you're going to win. And um, I remember that puzzle being within the hour. That was the answer. And I remember being so stumped because I didn't know what it was. And so I said, you know what? I'm going to call out the letters that I know are there. Um, you have a, in the bonus round, they give you R S T L N E, E, and then you can call out three additional consonants and a vowel. And so I, I called out um, an H because I said, I knew the word the is in there. And then the H's started to light up the board. And I said, oh my God, in my mind, I said, I see it. I see it. And then you have 10 seconds to solve. I said within the hour and then boom, they're like, yeah, you won that. And the whole thing happened. It, it seems like forever on TV, the whole thing happened maybe in like 15 minutes. And then when I kind of like stepped back into myself, I'm like, wow, you really just did that. You really just did in the blue section. You really just did what you said you were going to do and you did it, you know, in this time time frame. It, it was just surreal. I'd never experienced anything like that before.
0: Oh my gosh! Yeah, I mean that yeah. has to be very surreal, and and especially after having visualized all of these things and then they happened. I mean, yeah,
1: you know, because I I caught a couple of um, interviews that you'd done, and I I think what stood out for me is these people that always talk about this feeling that they had. Right, and and how it was a different feeling than than anything else. And when I heard that, I was like, Oh yeah, I know what that feels like. Um, that happened to me. Uh, I'd never experienced anything like that to, to the point where it's like something was pushing me, saying, Hey, you need to do this. And I and I couldn't figure out what it was or why, but it it was different this time, because I thought about it over the years, like, Oh, that'd be nice, but this particular day it was overpowering um it was just very different i could feel it um and the funny thing is i didn't back then i didn't really understand the whole visualization process and the power of that i just thought eh, you know
0: so so when you say you could feel it and and it felt different than anything else are you are you referring to when you initially had this yeah. Vision, when you were watching on television?
1: Yes. Okay. You know, I I can't even tell you how many times over the past 20 years we've sat down and watched. And, you know, you're just an average person watching TV and you're saying, oh, well, this would be nice or, or, or the idea would be nice. But that particular day, it was like something was saying, hey, you need to go do this now. And I saw myself standing in the blue section, and I was like, "That's weird." <laughs> Telling my husband, and I was like, "No, I really saw myself standing there. Um, it's almost to the outfit that I wore." Um, I, and I told him, I was like, I was standing in, in like this. Um, I said, I don't know if it was like pinkish or red. I was like, but you know, I had on all black, and I had this color that popped. And it, I've never experienced anything like that before. Um, I still can't explain it to this day, <laughs> but, um, you know, when you partner, a visualization and then actually acting on it and releasing that, I mean, there's just so much power. And then hearing these other people and their stories, I was like, oh my God, I've done that too.
0: So, yeah. When you were on the show, was, was it nerve wracking? What, what did that feel like to actually be under the lights on the show Vanna White's there. Was it Pat Sajak? I'm not sure who the...
1: Vanna White. Um, It is so stressful and so so nerve wracking. You can't talk to anyone. Um, You can't make eye contact with the audience. Um, You can bring, I I believe at that time, you could bring up to three people um, as your guests to to come support you. But uh, so you don't know when you're going on. I'll I'll just say that Um, you find out when you get there, they they literally have this hat and they have everybody pick a number out of the hat and they take six shows per day. So um, depending on what number you pulled, that's where you know you're gonna be on the first, second, third, fourth, fifth, or sixth. I had the sixth one. And so you're sitting there They take you through the process, tell you don't talk to anybody, don't talk to the producers, don't wave at anybody um, because we can ask you to leave. And so they have a a room where you're secluded from everyone else. You can watch what's happening. Um, You can watch the other contestants play and they feed you and you just kind of walk around. You can talk to the contestants but basically nobody else. And um, tapings one through three, I was okay. It was just kind of, oh, like, yeah, I'm here. I'm walking around. Okay, let me eat some snacks. Let me eat some pizza. But then taping number four came. And then taping number five came. And it was like, oh, my God, I'm coming up next. And you're called to go in your spots. um, And they called me, and I didn't come out. And um, I was in the, I remember I was in the restroom about to throw up. Oh, <laughs> Oh my gosh. I was I was that overwhelmed and I was thinking like, oh no, like this is really happening. Um, and so this is like really gross. So I, I told myself I I just smiled to hold it in, but throughout the whole taping, I'm literally just doing this, trying not to let myself throw up. It was that stressful. <laughs> um and I don't think I was okay until that particular round, the um, same letter round, where I told myself, like, okay, nobody can catch me, nobody. That I actually calmed down, but just the thought, like, oh, I hope I don't look the wrong way. I hope they don't think I'm trying to talk to anyone. I hope it, it's a lot. You're happy. You're nervous. You're there's just so many things going on at once.
0: Could you make eye contact with the other contestants? You couldn't do anything.
1: You can you can talk to the other contestants. Hmm. There's actually a section in the the audience, um, kind of like a small section where the the game show contestants are, where you can come out and you can watch the contestants. But you know, no loud yelling, no you know yelling their name or anything like that. You can't do any of that. So I opted to stay. Um, in the back, in the room that we were at and just watch the monitor. Cause I was that nervous. <laughs> I was like, I don't want anybody to think that I'm doing anything. Um, so I stayed back there until they called me.
0: Wow. And what, what were the other people, the other contestants that were waiting, what were they doing? Were they,
1: yeah, uh, there's, there's just, you know, socialization. Um, where are you from? How long ago did you apply? And that, that was the thing when I told people I, how long did you audition audition and apply? Um, and I would tell people I auditioned two days ago and it was like a record skipped like, huh? Um, because I'd met people that had applied a year and a half ago, um, nine months ago, things like that. And they were like, you, you did it when? (laughs) And I'm like, yeah. And they were like, Oh, so that was another thing. They were like, well, did you know somebody? And I'm like, no, I I didn't know anybody. (laughs) It just, it just happened. And I told one gentleman, I was like, yeah, I even um had a vision that I um, was standing in the blue section. And he kind of looked at me like, like, oh, okay. And then he kind of went on about his way. And I was thinking, uh, maybe I should just stop talking <laughs> and not, and not say anything else. And so I just kind of kept to myself and just stayed in the back until it was my turn.
0: this blue section for people that haven't seen the show i mean obviously there's different colored sections but yeah you know how how does that work
1: so it, it just i i guess it's just the colors of the color scheme of the the set you have red yellow and blue there's three spaces um and then each contestant comes and stands in the space and you spin the wheel the wheel is incredibly heavy Um, It looks really simple to spin on TV, but she actually we spent about an hour practicing um, holding it and grabbing it and spinning it
0: before the show
1: before the show. Yeah, everybody has to practice um, spinning it, grabbing it, making sure it has a full go around Um, it, just making sure that you understand where and there's little they look like little flag pieces, uh, triangular pieces. Um, making sure that you're looking at the right spot where the triangle has landed on for your dollar amount. Um, So yeah, because there's also like a lose a turn wedge and like a bankrupt uh, wedge. So they're just making sure you understand what you're looking at um, and what you're doing, things like that, that, that was actually fun. You get to take pictures um, of yourself in front of the wheel. So I have a picture of myself um, grabbing the wheel that that was actually fun and that didn't feel nerve-wracking but for some reason like when my turn came up I was like oh no.
0: <laughs> yeah, the the lights the you know, <laughs> showtime. Yeah. 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 So what was the difference between your what you had visualized and and the reality of being there or or was it similar or different i mean how did that compare
1: absolutely nothing there there was no difference um the excitement that i felt when i saw myself at home was this exact same feeling that i felt when i was there um I remember when we were in the living room and I saw it, there was this feeling, not only that I was standing there and that I was there, but that I won, that I did it, right? Um, and so I remember that same feeling after it happened, oh my God, I did it. You know, it's like, how do you explain that? I, I still really can't, <laughs> um, but there were no differences um, in the feeling when I was standing in the living room, it was as though I'd already done it.
0: Was this intentional or did this just pop in your head? or how did-
1: I, had, I had no intention other than, you know, the monotonous daily routine that we had of just coming home and unwinding. I had no intentions that day of applying for anything. It just, it grabbed me. It was just out of the the blue. And when it happened, it was, oh, this is, this is weird. This is different. Um, and so I told him because he was kind of looking at me and he was like, what's up? And I was like, I just saw myself standing in the blue section. That never happened before. Um, like I said, every night we come home, dinner. Back then our daughter was two. Um, so my daughter was running around the living room. And I, I was just like, you know, it was a normal day. And then all of a sudden, then boom, here this comes. And I wasn't really sure what was happening, but I was like, eh, maybe I should act on this.
0: And your your eyes, were your eyes open? And this is just something you saw in your imagination? My eyes, or?
1: My eyes were completely open. Um, we were watching the show, uh, and I believe there was a woman uh, that was a teacher or something, I love teachers, and I remember saying something like, oh, I, I really hope she wins, like team teachers. And then boom, here, here, here this comes. And I'm like, oh, what was that? You know, so when when the commercial break came, um, I told him, I was like, oh, maybe I should just go fill out the application and apply. And I think, I think at that time, what, what was really weird is because for years, I thought there was gonna be this lengthy process and there was only like, oh, just just submit your YouTube, and make it no longer than a minute. And I was like, oh, this is easy. And so I did it. Came right back in the living room, and we picked up where we left off. <laughs>
0: so, wow. Yeah. And what did you have to say on that on that audition tape? You,
1: you um you had to state your name, where you were from, um, why you want to be on the show, um, and something interesting about yourself. And so um, I remember just being honest. Hi, Pat. Hi, Vanna. My name's Joy Hearn, and I'm from Lancaster, California. And I would like to be a contestant on the show, of course. I think I'd be a good contestant because I'm very competitive. I like fun, and I love winning. I just love the thrill of just the intensity of the moment of trying to win something. And I hope to see you guys soon, and I hope to be able to have a lot of fun with you guys on the show. Thanks. Talk to you later. Bye. And I remember thinking like, eh, people probably have like better tapes or said something really elaborate and they're probably gonna... I did not expect to receive an email saying like, hey, come down, um, because I thought what I said was so boring and so typical that, no, they're not going to call me. But they did. But they did.
0: What was Vanna White like and and the host?
1: I remember I walked past her and I didn't know it was her. Um, and she came in and she was so pleasant and so sweet. And she was telling people, Hey, pay attention to the game, pay attention to the board, take your time. And you always hear this, um, this, this belief that celebrities are kind of cocky, but she was very, very sweet and just walked up to everyone and said, I really hope that you win. And I remember thinking like, well, why would you want me to win? You know, this is just still, you know, crazy stuff. But she said, you know, I really hope that you guys win and do well. And after, I don't know if you watch the show, but after the show is over, there's a section that you can see when the credits are rolling, when people are on stage talking to Pat and Vanna. It's like you go off in a section and you talk to them. And I remember Pat saying, you know, that was really incredible. And I said, well, thank you. you." you? Yeah. He said, he said, that was really incredible. Like, honestly, like really you did, you did great. Nobody could touch you. And I said, well, yeah. And I said, I, I was just so nervous because I said, I only auditioned two days ago and they both looked at me and he said, well, he said, you obviously deserve to be here. And that was it.
0: That's that's really, really incredible. Yeah. Um, with your vision that you had about this, where do you think that came from? There are people that believe that there is quantum, some quantum physicists will say there is no time where things have already happened. And, and some people think you can, you know, therefore tap into the future. Other people believe that you can manifest this through the subconscious mind and they're really into that sort of thing. What is your opinion? Where do you think this I
1: absolutely this... believe both. This is something that um, has been happening that I never really paid attention to. Um, and, and it's, there's just little things and it happens to everyone. Uh, I remember being younger and, and thinking about um, wanting to really go to Disneyland and um, never having enough time, never verbalized it. Um, my, my dad was an aerospace engineer, so he was always gone. He was always out of the country. Um, and I remember thinking to myself as a little girl one time, the first time that this actually happened, that um, I was standing next to Minnie Mouse and smiling and how I really wanted to go. And my father came home that year from Korea, and he said, "You know what? I really want to take you guys to Disneyland." <laughs> you know, and and this was something that I never spoke, that I never said, and I, I. So, these little things would happen along the way, but we call it coincidence, right? And I don't believe in coincidence. I believe in absolute. I believe in definitive. Um, I believe in the subconscious mind always working. Um, I, I absolutely believe that, and it's—I've had incidents even after Will of Fortune where I've, you know, I've maybe thought of of something. Um, for instance, this happened during the pandemic. <laughs> My husband, um, I told him I was like, you know, it'd be cool if we could go to Disney World but it's just like so crazy expensive, the fare, the flights and things like that. And I said, but, you know, and and I, I blurted something out. I said, you know, I've had thoughts of, you know, you and I, and my daughter's name is Kayla, you I, and Kayla just having a blast at Disney World. I was like, I've just had like this, this feeling that it's great. And I remember um, it was in April of 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, where I said, well, let's just see. And so I remember we found a flight for the three of us for like $600. Um, they were having like a special promotion where every everything that I said, we ended up doing. <laughs> so I, I, I don't believe in um, luck. I don't believe in um, just so happen because you hear people say, oh, it just so happened that like, no, 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 no somewhere in your subconscious mind, you were creating that, you were creating that reality. And then you acted on it and you in it manifested. So yeah, I don't, when people say, oh, you know, you're lucky, I kind of get offended. I'm like, no, that's not how it works. <laughs> there's, there's no such thing as luck. Like you can do this too, anybody can do it. Um, you just have to understand how your thought process and how the mind works and how thoughts become things and how we think it, speak it, act on it. You can have it, you know, but you sound crazy when you say things like that to the average person who doesn't um, believe. So when, I, I believe it was uh, Mark Houghton that you had on the show and i have I, been listening to him for a couple of years and I'm like, yeah, he's absolutely on the ball with that stuff, because I, yeah, I, I called it luck for years until that situation happened. And I'm like, okay, there's something bigger behind the scenes going on here. Hmm. Uh, for it to be that precise, for it to be that accurate, for the exact outcome to happen down to the, the spot that I was standing in, that's not coincidence. So um, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's it's incredible. That's that's really fascinating. This originates from a thought, right?
1: I love um I love comedy. One of my favorite comedians, Jim Carrey, one of the things that I always heard him say is that for years he would see himself um getting I believe it was like a ten million dollar check. Um, even when he was broke, when he was struggling. And then he took it a step higher and actually had the the nerve to write it out. And I think there was an interview where he said one of his, when he made it, I, I don't know if it was The Mask or what movie it was, but the uh, was,
0: I believe it was Dumb and Dumber, and he Dumb and Dumber. mentioned that on, um, on an episode of Oprah.
1: Oprah, yes, where the payout was $10 million. And it's like, whoa, you know, if, you, if you're if you working this process, and I think people um, won't work the process because sometimes it's not instant, Um, and we live in a society that insta society, you know, everything right now, right now, right now, right now, but there's a process to it. Um, and I think that's where people want to do it and want to believe in it because, but because it doesn't happen so quickly or as fast as they think that they should, they say, Oh, this stuff isn't real. It doesn't really happen that
0: way. So what is the process? I mean, if if you were to tell someone that, that isn't even you know that wants to get into this what what is the process
1: all right you know i i always tell people that um it's not enough to think it um visualization is great but you have to take take it a step forward and actually um work the manifestation so to speak so when i said i would get in front of the tv and i would practice spinning the wheel i I had no idea that she had to go to the studio and practice spinning the wheel, right? But um, this is what I would do. And and I would look funny and my husband would laugh at me and I would say, no, 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 this is what I have to do. This is what I, I didn't even know that's what I had to do. But I knew that I had to work the process. I knew that I just sitting and thinking and sitting and looking at it, that wasn't enough. Um, I've heard so many lottery winners, right? Where they said, you know, I always knew I would win. I visualized winning, but I had to actually get out and play. I had to actually be consistent. I had to keep working the process. So it's 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 not enough just to believe, but consistency in working out that process until you get to the goal. That's that's the secret, I guess, or the the method for me, um, because you have a lot of people that say, oh, I created a vision board. Or, oh, I created this. And I'm like, okay, well, that's great. You created it. What are you doing to see this through? Um, And some people can't answer that for you, Mm -hmm. right? There's this misconception that if they just keep thinking about it and thinking about it. Um, When we came here in in the home that I live in now, I had actually done that process without fully realizing what I had done. Um, Because at the
0: the time- What do you mean?
1: The, the the house we live in now, um, I visualized it. Hmm. Um, we were we my husband and I were so unhappy. We were in a condominium that we had bought. There were these crazy people, and so I used to I remember sitting at night, closing my eyes, and visualizing um, a three bedroom, two bath home. Um, I wanted a backyard that was enough to have people in, but not large, that I had to spend a lot of money in maintaining. Um, I wanted it to have all these things. I wanted it to have like a jacuzzi uh, tub in the master bathroom. That wasn't enough me thinking about it. I would actually write the things down that I wanted, right? And so (laughs) I I can't explain it then, but I remember telling my husband before we moved, I think we should try and move. I think we should sell this place and I think we should try and move. And I remember looking at homes and saying, ah, that's not it. That's not it. That's not it. And we came here and I said, this is it. Right. But had I not written down the things that I wanted, had I not acted on, you know, that feeling when it said it's, it's time to go, you know, I wouldn't be here. So.
0: Following your, your gut instinct as well. Your your intuition.
1: Yeah. And and I believe, you know, people, universe, God, whatever you want to call it, um, something's always speaking to us and we call it feelings, hunches, things like that. But there's something that is always, you know, we have our own set of desires and I believe that, you know, whoever created us knows those desires and, you know, there's all these doctrines and whatever you believe in there, it's consistent along the way that, um, The creator wants you to live abundantly, peacefully, happily. Um, And so I think people need to accept that, that it's okay for you to have nice things. It's okay for you to be a winner um, because this was the plan or blueprint for your life, so to speak, for you to be happy, for you to be whole, for you to have the desires of your heart. And once you understand that, Um, I think it becomes easier to tap into those intuitions and for you to understand like, aha, this is what's happening right here. This is what's going on, you know, but um, I didn't really understand that until the will of fortune thing happened.
0: Which is extraordinary. It's, it's an, it's amazing. So when you tap into it, how do you do that? I mean, I have my own opinion but everyone is different but how how do you tap into this intuition this source this this if, knowledge
1: yeah, if there's something that that I really want or if there's something that I'm struggling with I'm looking for a solution to my answer so to speak I always get really really quiet and 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 really really still and I start paying attention to the things that are happening around me. Um, and it's kind of like, okay, what is this trying to show me? What is it trying to tell me? Um, because I I will have like feelings or, or, or intuition, but it's not until I quiet my mind and actually just kind of like digest things that have happened that have unfolded in front of me that I say, oh, okay, this is, this is what's happening. Um, and it's, it's not something that happens like, you know, every day, (laughs) but, um, every now and then throughout my whole life, this has happened, but I never came into the acceptance of it until will of fortune that, that this is what's going on. And you hear people say all the time, like, oh, I was just thinking about this song and I hadn't heard it in years and it came on the radio or, or, you know, crazy things like that. Actually, there's a woman from California. Um, she was a lottery winner, as a matter of fact. Um, and I remember seeing her story on TV. And she had, I, I believe, her, her, her brother's children. Um, something happened. I, I believe her, her brother died. And um, she won something like $100 million or something like that. She split it with her father.
0: Yeah, so that's that's Cynthia Stafford. Yeah, I okay. interviewed her.
1: Oh um, wow! Did not, you... <laughs> yeah, a few
0: months ago I interviewed her. Um, oh wow! And she she's very much into manifestation and all of this oh, wow. all of this stuff. But yeah, her story is really it's remarkable.
1: Incredible. It's it's incredible. Um, and I I heard her talk about how she picked like. She wrote it down, right? She wrote it down. And so I heard her talk about the process of that, um, of how she would, even though what was going on around her, she always knew and she didn't want to rush it and that it was a matter of time. And I heard her I heard her say one time that um, she saw that amount and she played and she didn't win. And she accepted that this is not, the moment that I'm going to win, but I'm still going to do this, right? So I've learned to be um, at peace with the process, so to speak, right? That just because it doesn't happen right away, or just because you see it the first time and it doesn't happen, that does not mean that it's not going to happen. My father, (laughs) actually, when I was a little girl, uh, I lived out of the country in South Korea. And there was this uh, guy that we'd met on base and he always talked about the lottery. Mm -hmm. And so my dad was not a believer in playing the lottery. And he's like, oh, that stuff is rigged. And I remember this man saying, you don't believe, you don't believe enough and that's okay. I'm gonna win the lottery. And so this man went home, his mother passed away. He went home on military leave. His mother passed away and he came back $5 million richer.
0: Right. Wow. <laughs> so, That's amazing.
1: So yeah. So from that point on, and, and there's these little hints and examples that you hear with other people's stories to help you work your own process. And I'm a believer of that, that we have to share our stories, um, in our situations, to help people along their their process to work theirs out. Because there might be somebody struggling that, that's saying like, oh, I really, really wanna manifest this or I really want that car or I really wanna do this, but uh, that happens to lucky people or that only happens to a certain kind of people. Um, so I, I think like what you're doing is important too because interviewing people and sharing these experiences, we all share a common common denominator, so to speak, where we've all had that, huh, that, that feeling and we walked out the process. You know what I mean?
0: What walked out the process in, in that we,
1: and that we actually acted on the intuition Mm
0: -hmm.
1: that we actually acted on it. Um, because I've heard so many people say, I watch, um, a show called my lottery dream home. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah.
1: Um, and I've heard all these people say that I had a feeling and so I went and bought the ticket or, oh, I, I had a feeling. And so I told my son to go to the store. You know, every person has that. We're all sharing that same. We had the thought, we had the intuition and we acted on it. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that was a reward of having the audacity to believe and act out on that intuition, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah.
0: Yeah. It's so, it's so interesting. I've interviewed quite a few lottery winners and and many of them do have had experiences very similar to that where for one reason or another they really believed was going to happen before it did it's it's very interesting yeah.
1: i i i read a story of a, a young lady i think she was like 18 from new jersey and she woke up and she said today's my day and she really believed it um and she went and bought a scratcher i believe and won like uh uh, the $1 million payout. And they were asking her, well, how did you know, what did you do? She said, I believed it, you know, and there's this overpowering belief that I've heard with these stories that people are just going on about their day. And here comes intuition, whispering, saying, Hey, today's your day. And it happens. Hmm. So, and, and I don't think, um, I think it would happen for a lot more people if they um, actually understood what was happening and understood the intuition and um, understood the power of actually um, acting on the intuition.
0: That's that's so interesting. Yeah, intuition is is just fascinating. And people that experience things before they've happened, and it's not just the lottery. I mean, it happens... In your case, with the wheel of fortune, but it, ha- it could happen with anything in life, really. I mean, it happens to people all the time.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. I believe it. Yeah. I this the experience just made me a firm believer. It just kind of grounded me in that belief. Um, I believe there was a, a woman that she interviewed that I watched. She won like a thousand a week for life.
0: Hmm. Yeah, uh, Taya, Taya Folds in Canada. Yeah. She won, um, yeah, Cash for Life.
1: Cash for Life. And I remember listening to her and thinking, like, wow, like, this is not a coincidence. Like, people are doing this every day. Um, and so that's that's what prompted me to, like, reach out to you say, hey, like, I didn't win the lottery, but I, I had the same process and it worked and this is what happened for me, so...
0: Yeah, well, it's it's really fascinating. I'm so glad that you did reach out to me, um, and you know, winning the Wheel of Fortune or this all these prizes on the Wheel of Fortune is is also extraordinary. And we're, we are running kind of short on time, but I have a couple more questions that I do want to get to. One, your vacation with Saint Thomas that you won, you you dreamed about, you visualized this, imagined this vacation, and you you got it. You you yeah. won this prize, which is extraordinary. How was it?
1: Um, it was beautiful. I, I have a thing with the ocean where the ocean just relaxes me and it's so and I've always wanted to see these crystal clear blue waters, and it, it was surreal. Mm-hmm. I I couldn't believe that we were actually there. I couldn't believe that this was the place that all these years ago we wanted to go to, but we could never afford it, and we're actually here in the way that it happened. Like, um, I told my husband all the time, like, who, how was it that that particular day, the prize puzzle was St. Thomas and we've been wanting to go, you know, I, and he's, he's like, yeah, I'm like, that's not luck. We, I, I actually finally manifested this.
0: From the time you win a prize on wheel of fortune, how do they get that to you? How do you, do they just, wire you the money or how does that work?
1: I I will say this, this is another incredible thing. Um, After you win the show, you're taken to a room where you sign documents and um, you have the option to forfeit anything you don't want. And so um, they usually tell you with the cash portion that you win, um, it can take about four months to get to you. Um, and they, they mail a check and then they tell you someone will contact you from the producer's office and ask you what dates. Uh, you have to travel within a year of winning if you've won a, a, a vacation. And so um, what's really going to blow your mind is that part, my husband had lost his job actually. Um, and I think we were maybe two weeks out from the unemployment. Running out for him. And I remember thinking, oh, okay, well, within four months, you know, this will give us, if we have any issues, we'll have a chance to catch up when I finally get the check. Well, two weeks later, I got the check and we were two weeks out from his employment running out. And I remember he called me. He said, there's a FedEx package here from Will of Fortune with an envelope. And I brushed him off. I said, oh, that's the letter that they said they were gonna send people about them being contestants. He's like, no, no, I opened it. He was like, there's a check in here. And I remember I was so nervous that I'd done something wrong. And I was like, no, they told me that it takes four months. And I was like, I don't want them to like put a stop payment. We gotta give it back. And so I called and the producer was like, no, Joy Hearn, they gave authorization for us to pay you now.
0: wow that's impeccable timing that's that's amazing yeah
1: so any other circumstance i'm told it takes months but that didn't happen for me either so and and we decided for our um saint thomas trip i was like okay for our anniversary let's go to saint thomas and that's what we did
0: wow yeah well congratulations again that's extraordinary Thank you. What advice do you have for someone that hopes to get on Wheel of Fortune?
1: Believe that you deserve to be there. Um, Believe that you're worthy of your desires. Because that was my issue. I always had the desire, but I didn't believe in myself. I didn't believe that it was okay for me to have those things. Um, So that's, that's my advice if you want it. Go for it because something is pushing you anyway. The the mere thought that you have that desire, that's already intuition speaking to you. Um, That's what I believe our desires are, the intuition. Um, So go with it, walk out the process. um, Don't be discouraged if it takes a long time um, and and just really enjoy it. Uh, The more that I began to enjoy the process, because... I hadn't even been selected. Um, just the fact that I was in the room was enough for me. Um, I was really grateful to be there. Um, and I said, worst case scenario, I'll be able to talk about that I auditioned for something and how fun it was. Um, but just really enjoy the process. That that would be my advice.
0: Hmm. That seems that seems very seems very wise. That seems like really good advice. Well, Joy, this is. Very inspiring, very, very positive. And I don't want to take up too much more of your time, but is there anything else that you wanted to say today that that I don't know enough to ask or that you just wanted to say today?
1: <laughs> um, no, this is just, I, I really love what you're doing. I'm a fan. <laughs> I'm going to be watching more. Um, I, And I, I really think that what you're doing is part of something bigger because you have to put, you have to share people's experiences. There may be someone struggling with, um, they may be right there. They've had the intuition, but maybe they're afraid to act on it. You know, so I, I really appreciate what you're doing. And I'll definitely be watching more and subscribing. This is awesome. Uh,
0: well, well, thank you so much. Thank you for taking the time. Thanks for your your kind words. Um, but your story is phenomenal and to hear what it's like being on Wheel of Fortune is is really fantastic just to, to hear that and try to envision what that might be like. So I really, really appreciate your time and, and your story is fantastic and really inspiring. So thank you so much. It was a pleasure meeting you today.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Pleasure as well.
0: So that was my podcast interview with Joy Hearn. Now, if you want to watch this interview or any other interview on this podcast, I will put a link to the YouTube page for this podcast, Lottery Dreams and Fortune, below. As always, thank you so much for listening and thank you for your support.